is no cause for alarm. Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B, and this is chapter 80. Wow. 80, can't believe it. We're, we've gotten this far. Um, But this is also the fourth part of the 2018 movie Ranks Countdown. Yep, we're almost there. Today, we'll be counting <clears throat> down 20 through 11, right outside the top 10. And then tomorrow, come back for the finale. But, um, yes, for today, we are here. If you haven't listened to the first three episodes, just go back and do that. Uh, I'm sure wherever you found this, you can find those. But if you just need, need a little refresher, it's reservator.blogspot.com. Also, you can find One Man Renegade Podcast on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever else randomly you can find this. Um, yeah, go back and listen to the other episodes. They're good. Get a sense of what's going on. Uh, 50 through uh, 30, or 50 through 21, I should say. Uh, I've already been counted. But today we'll be doing... <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Today we'll be doing 20 through 11. So these ones are getting good. Now we're getting the good movies. Uh, at least for this year, anyways. I mean, it's all relative, right? You know, I mean, not to say that there's any other year that's better than any other year, but... Um, I don't know if this was the greatest year for movies, but I think it was the worst either. So there we are. Let's just let's just dive right into it. Uh, so number twenty, um, this movie is a Universal movie. Came out June twenty second. Uh, made one hundred forty eight million dollars opening weekend. Uh, Four hundred sixteen domestically and one point three billion worldwide. 47% on Rotten Tomato, 51 on Metacritic, 6.2 on IMDb. It got an A- minus on the uh, cinema score I did see it in the theaters. And that is Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom. Um, so, truth be told, I wasn't the biggest fan of Jurassic Park when it came out in 93. Granted, I didn't see it in the theaters. A lot of people started in theaters, and by the time I saw it at home on, like, VHS, it was kind of like, I mean, it's a fine movie, but, like, what's everyone, what was all the hype about? And kind of the hype was going to see it in a movie theater and seeing the big dinosaurs and the giant screen and all the crazy effects and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, okay, maybe I missed out on that. So I never really got on the hype train for Jurassic Park. Um... You know, fast forward to Jurassic World. Well, I didn't see the first one in the theaters, but I did eventually see it on DVD or whatever. Now, granted, the size of my TV screen and a Blu-ray player are a hell of a lot better than, say, my old VHS and tiny-ass screen that I had back in 1994 or whatever. Uh, But still, you know, you miss that little aspect of being in a theater with a huge screen and whatever. But it's not as bad as, you know, that. But, um, but yeah, uh, so whatever. This is the, this was actually the first Jurassic Park slash world movie that I actually saw in the theaters. And while 
it was kind of cool. I don't know. The movie itself wasn't as good as the last one. Um, yeah, I mean, it was fine. Um, you know, it, it took a lot from a lot of the plot from Jurassic Park 2, I would, I would say. The Lost World. But, um, and Jeff Goldblum's, I mean, spoiler alert. So, by the way, sorry if I didn't say, I'm going to try not to do a lot of spoilers on this. Uh, but obviously I'm going to review some of these movies, so there's going to be some spoilers. I'll try to avoid, avoid any major spoilers, but be forewarned, there are going to be some spoilers, so spoiler alert. Um, Jeff Goldblum's character, I mean, his his cameo in this movie, it's not very long. It's basically, if you saw if you saw the previews for it, it's basically, that's it. <laughs> but uh, basically he's kind of like, yeah, we... This is stupid. We shouldn't have done this. We did this again. God damn it. <laughs> we already learned our lesson in the last movies. Uh, it's kind of funny. But, um, yeah, I mean, overall, it was all right. It was all right. I mean, it's, it's 20 on my list, so obviously I didn't hate it. But um, in comparison to the first Jurassic World, nope, it wasn't as good. I, I didn't like it as much. Um, so, I mean, obviously, it still made a ton of money, so they're obviously going to do another one. Uh and who knows how many more. But, um... So you got ready for that. Um, but yeah, I mean... It's fine. But not great. Alright, let's move on. Moving on to number 19. Uh, this movie came out uh, December 21st. It was a Netflix movie, so it got no box office stats. But it made, did 63 on Rotten Tomato, 51 on Metacritic, 6.7 on IMDb, um, and that is a bird box. So this one kind of came out of nowhere. I'd, I'd heard a couple things about it, and I was like, eh, all right, this seems kind of interesting. I'll check it out. Um, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's mislead. it was misleading, but, um, yeah, it was a bit, it wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, not, not to say that was a bad thing or anything, but, um, yeah, so basically the premise of the movie, and, um, it's kind of along those lines of, like, you know, kind of a Cloverfield kind of a end of the world type of sort of thing where, um, there's these monsters or whatever, um, that like make you do weird thing and like basically kill yourself. Um, you get like trapped into their thing and whatever. But so you can't look at them. So that's the whole thing. The whole premise is you can't look at outside. You have to block up all all the windows and you can't look outside. If you see them, then you know you'll get trapped. But certain people, I don't know. But whatever. So anyways, and then there's this whole. There's, you know, so there, it, it gets kind of weird because there's the different plot, I mean, it's different timelines, so it's like, there's the main plot line, timeline where there's Sandra Bullock with these kids and they're trying to get to this, uh, you know, place that's down a river. And the whole point is there's birds, there's a box with a bird. <laughs> Basically, it's a bird box. Um, so... <sighs> Yeah, but then they flash back to what happened all leading up to this stuff. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's an interesting plot line. And, you know, 
it's you know it's, there's another movie that's somewhat similar that may may talk about in a little bit um but my issue main issue with this movie is the ending was a bit uh, the ending i did not like the ending i thought the ending was dumb and a lot of times like when if an ending's dumb it kind of ruins the movie a bit for you because as much as much as i kind of like the the rest of the movie you know, if you're leading up to a certain part in the movie and then the ending is dumb, and it's like, well, what the hell did I watch it for? Like, that whole time, and then it's dumb. So for me, that kind of ruined the bit of the movie. I mean, I know a lot of people said they liked it, liked it, they liked the ending, but for me, I just thought I didn't like the ending and it kind of ruined the movie for you. But, I mean, I like the premise. I liked, I liked a lot of the movie. I just the ending for me, yeah, I just did not enjoy the ending. Didn't do it for me, but... um yeah, let's move on. Uh, okay, so number 18 uh, came out uh, December 14th. Made $17.5 million opening weekend, 102 domestic and 136 worldwide. Now, these numbers are as of uh, February 11th. Uh, I'm pretty sure this movie is still in the theaters right now. So it's these numbers are probably going to go up. But uh, for now, well, obviously opening weekend won't, but... The domestic and worldwide movie numbers will probably go up. Um, but I just had to make a cutoff. So my cutoff was February 11th. All right. So this um, 69% Rotten Tomato, 58 Metacritic, 7.2 on IMDb. It got an A minus cinema score. And I did see it in theaters. And it is The Mule, uh, Warner Brothers film. Um, the Mule. Clint Eastwood wrote, directed, second movie wrote and directed this year uh the first one being the last one on my list the uh, 1517 to uh paris yeah yikes but he also starred in this one um so this is another one of those movies yeah so this is another um uh, situation where so this one's based off a true story again um but Less so than the other ones, I feel like, because there was no point where they, like, mentioned specifically any details about the actual person or whatever. But basically, the storyline is that there's this 80-whatever-year-old man, or 90 or whatever, however old he is, um, guy that um, kind of has a falling out with his family and was, like, really big in the flower game, but that kind of fell to the wayside. So I was trying to make up to his family and make some money and... And whatever, and gets involved in um, some drug muling, um, and he's really good at it. And people don't expect him, but then things kind of go off the rails, and you know, as they do, um, and things get out of control. But um, yeah, so it was actually a pretty good movie. I really liked it. Um, you know, Clint Eastwood. You know, he's he's up there, but he can still do it. He directing, acting, and writing, or whatever. I don't know if he wrote this one. I know he directed it, and I know he uh, starred in it, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a very, very solid movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> some awkward, awkward scenes in it <laughs> with Clint Eastwood, but whatever. You know, this guy likes to be on the road and do his thing. You know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, there's lots of twists and turns with, you know, it's it's sort of a mob movie at the end of the day. I mean, that's why I debate how much of this is actually true but it's based off a true story so you know whatever i might be inspired by events true events or something i don't know depending on what they say necessarily depends on how much 
truth there is into it. Because sometimes it's uh, based on a true story or inspired by a true story or inspired by actual events or something along those lines. Um, yeah, so I don't know how much this was actually true. But uh, overall, you know, I thought it was a very solid movie. Um, it was a good watch. Um, if you like drug movies or Clint Eastwood movies, it's all, it's all in there. It's all pretty good. Uh, he was kind of out of touch and a little old. So there's lots of some sort of racial jokes in it, which whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, no, so it was enjoyable and I recommend it. Uh, so moving on. Um, the next movie uh, comes comes to us from A2, A24 Studios. Uh, it came out on June 8th, uh, 13.5 opening weekend, 44 Domestic, 79 worldwide, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, 87 Metacritic, 7.3 on IMDb. Got D plus in cinema score. I've not seen the theaters. Um, it is Hereditary. Horror movie. Um, so this one was... It's creepy. It's very creepy. It's, it's uh, more creepy than scary, I would say. But definitely has some scary elements to it. Um, you know, it's about you know this family that has some sort of demons in their past, and they sort of kind of are leaking into uh, the you know the um, <clears throat> this uh, you know this new family, and then there's uh, you know a kid takes his goes to his party and takes his do- uh, takes his sister, and then an accident and sort of crazy things start happening and uh all sorts of chaos and 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 stuff ensues it's it's very uh it's it's a bit scary it's it's just weird how like the dynamic works sometimes with this these uh, ratings because like well rotten tomatoes has an 89 metacritic has 87 even imdb 7.3 but then the cinema score is d plus like I just wonder if people walked into the movie, and, th- and that's one of the things about that that cinema score. It's like those are people going into the movie opening day, and coming out of the movie, and then they get asked, "What did you think of the movie?" So if people didn't really necessarily know what this movie was going to be, and they're just like, "Oh, well, okay, this movie sounds interesting. I'll go check it out," not realizing what it's necessarily going to be, they come out of the movie and be like, "Ah, oh, that wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be," and then they give it a bad score, even though, you know, that's hard for you know it's like how do you do that you know it's like because it's like well if you get dragged to a movie you didn't want to see in the first place like obviously you're not gonna give it a good score if you don't like it but it's like if you weren't going there knowing what to expect that's another thing too whereas if you're going in there knowing what to expect and then it wasn't good that's one thing but if you go in there knowing what to expect and you liked it then okay but yeah it just seems so weird that it's d plus yet the rest of the rest of the scores are pretty high. Uh, but overall, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I, um, you know, it was definitely scary. Definitely had his moments. It's kind of creepy. It's very creepy. Uh, the daughter was definitely creepy. <laughs> uh, some frightening scenes in there, but, uh, uh, yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, definitely a good watch. Definitely a good, uh, horror movie. I definitely recommend it. So check it out. All right, moving on. Um, next movie is a Warner Brothers movie. Came out October fifth, 
made $42.9 million, $42 million opening weekend, 208.7 domestic so far, still in theaters right now, and 420 uh, worldwide, again so far, still currently in the theaters. Um, and uh, yeah, so it is, it's currently got a ranking of 90% on... 90% on, uh, um, sorry, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 88, Metacritic 7.9 on the IMDb, and it got an A for a cinema score. I did not see it in theaters, and that is A Star is Born. Um, so this is like the fourth movie, uh, based off of, you know, and, and again, I haven't seen any of the other three, to be honest, so I don't know how much the story differs, I'm guessing it differs somewhat. But, like, the general premise is the same. Uh, but, yeah, Stars Born, Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, they're nominated. Um, Bradley Cooper did not get nominated for director, though. I thought it was interesting. But nominated for Best Picture. nominated for uh, um, Lady Gaga for uh, Actress, Bradley Cooper for Actor. And then I think Sam Elliott got nominated for Supporting Actor. Um, so... Number 16 on my list, okay, you might think, okay, well, a lot of people really like this movie, why is it so low on my list? Here's my problem with this movie, and it's not to say that it's a bad movie, and I and I might, and this kind of bleeds into the next movie as well, but the story in and of itself is meh. It's okay, it's fine, it's not original, it's just, you know, it's a remake of a remake of a remake. So, I mean, and again, I don't know those re- know, know those movies that well, so I don't know specifically if they're direct remakes or there's kind of a just a general vibe of a remake. But um, regardless of that, I think a lot of what this movie has that's making it popular is the music. And therein lies part of the problem. If you're not a fan of the type of music that they're playing, then you're not going to, I don't really feel like you're going to enjoy this movie. And that's kind of where my issue is. It's like, some of the songs are okay, but then there's this whole plot where, like, the Lady Gaga character goes very popish, and she does a lot of bunch of pop songs, and that that loses me. I'm like, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear a Lady Gaga song. Like, I'm sorry. It's, it's, I don't like Lady Gaga's music, for the most part. Like, I don't want to hear her sing. I don't, wanna, I don't you know, that's, that's one, I don't have to watch a movie to see her do a performance. In, I know it's in the context of the movie, and that makes sense, but that's part of the problem is is there's lots of music scenes in here. And if you don't like the music they're playing, then that takes you out of the movie. And for me, that kind of what hurt this movie a bit was some of the songs that they were playing. is just like, they're kind of country-ish, and then sort of pop-ish. And it's like, that doesn't, that's not for me. I mean, there's a couple of decent songs in there. Um, that the Bradley Cooper character does, but for the most part, it just it's not my type of music, so that loses me in the movie. Um, so moving on, because this blends right into the next movie. Uh, this was Fox movie. Uh, it came out uh, November second, made fifty one million dollars opening weekend, has made two ten point five so far, eight hundred and forty four worldwide so far. 61 on Rotten Tomatoes, 49 on Metacritic, and 8.2 on IMDb. I got an A 
cinema score. Uh, I did not see in theaters. Is Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Excuse me. Now, see, again, this is another one of those movies where if you like Queen music, great, you're going to love this movie because there's a lot of Queen music in it. Like half, like the last half an hour of of the, the last basically half an hour of the movie is just a Queen performance. Although it's weird because it's not, it's the Live Aid performance, the audio of the Live Aid performance, but with the actors performing which is a weird concept to me. Um, yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a kind of a weird... Yeah, it's weird It's weird to like watch it the way it is. Because it's like... If it wasn't done the way they did it, and it was kind of like, okay, in the course of the movie, there's this performance. It would have been one thing, but it kind of leads up to this like whole performance. It's almost like a concert. As opposed to like a movie like kind of like oh, here they're kind of performing, but here's something else going on, like, backstage, and here's other people, like, doing stuff in in the context of, like, the performance, which a lot of times happens in a lot of movies, and somewhat happens in the Stars Born, uh, for instance. Um, but it doesn't happen in this movie. It's just, like, here, here, them, here they are performing, but it's, like, they're not really performing. But they are performing, but pretending to perform something that had already been performed with the music that was performed. Yeah, okay. Um... So the issue I had with this movie and why it's, uh, you know, number 15 and not higher up. Because I do like Queen. I do like Queen music and and stuff. And Rami Malek is definitely a good actor in, in his performance. And the acting is good. But the story, and fine, I, you know, it's based off of the true story, sure. It's just not all that interesting. It's kind of like, eh. It's like, alright, Freddie Mercury, who was kind of an outcast as a kid and... Then he joins a band, and he doesn't totally get along with the band because he's kind of a weirdo, and the rest of the band's kind of normal. Then it turns out he's gay, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but (laughs) then he gets AIDS and dies. It's like, okay, well, that's great, but that's not all that, I mean, that's not a great movie, but, like, it's got a lot of cool Queen music in it, so it's like, oh, people like Queen. Um, So I crack open a soda, it's soda. I'm keeping it totally sober for this one. Join in, join in tomorrow for the drunk drunk podcast. Do top ten, but just soda. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's a good movie. I did enjoy it, but I do like Queen. If you don't like Queen, I can understand why you may not enjoy it because um, there's a lot of Queen music in there. Uh, but yeah, overall, I thought the music's great and the story's meh. So that's kind of why. It falls where it does. Uh, Alright, next up, moving on, we had number 14. Uh, this movie, Sony movie, came out also October 5th, similar to Stars Born. It made $80 million opening weekend, uh, 213.5 domestic, and that's total, because I think it's out of the theaters by now. 855 worldwide, 29% on Rotten Tomato, yeah. Critics didn't like this movie so much, but um, I liked it more than the critics, I guess. 35 Metacritic, 6.8 IMDb, got a B plus cinema score, and I did see it in theaters, and it is Venom. Now, is this a perfect superhero movie? No. Is it a different superhero movie? Yes. And that's sort of, I guess, what I liked about it somewhat. Um, it's a bit all over the place. I'll give it that. Um... The storyline doesn't totally make a 
reconnaissance in in the um the history of the character let me i mean you know so venom venom is part of spider-man but spider-man right now is not part of spider can't be part of sony because spider-man's fighting off in the in the mcu so you can't really have venom interact with spider-man because spider-man is in the mcu but venom's not in the mcu so where do you go from there that's the confusing part because it's weird to to me that they chose to have Venom as its own thing outside of Spider-Man. When, like, you know, Mysterio or Vulture or whatever are part of that in the MCU. And Scorpion and whoever else could be in the new one, too. Um, now, granted, they're in those characters have so far just been in the Spider-Man episode, uh, movies. Or will be, or have been, or will be. But there's also Nick Fury in in the new one, and obviously Iron Man was in the first one. So it's like, all right, well, you're definitely incorporating these characters from the MCU, and then he's in Civil War and um, Infinity War, and so it's presumably Endgame, but we don't know. Um, so, but then you have this Venom character. It's like, oh, well, he's gonna get his own movie. But it's like, yeah, but why does Venom exist without Spider-Man? And that was part of the issue with it. But with that said, I think they did a pretty good job of kind of separating it. So this is kind of after he did a bunch of stuff in New York. Now he's out in San Francisco. So move him out to San Francisco. So he's away from New York, away from the Spider-Man thing. But then the process of him becoming Venom is a bit more not traditional with the actual storyline. Um the other issue with this movie that I had, um, certainly, um, was it's PG-13. This movie should have been an R-rated movie. Venom's not a PG character. He eats people. That's that's his thing. He eats people. How do you have a character that eats people? And portrayed as a good guy for the most, you know, for the most part here, eating people. And it's a PG-13 movie? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. And... Not to ruin anything, but they're, you know, they, I mean, given the amount of money it made, it's going to have a sequel. And they set up a sequel um, and introduced Carnage. And how do you do that as a PG-13? I don't know. That's, I don't, I just don't see that at all. And also not having Spider-Man is a bit weird too in that. um, Because the whole Maximum Carnage storyline is Venom and Spider-Man team up to fight Carnage. Guess I'll go in a different direction if they're not gonna have Spider-Man involved. But I just don't understand how you can't have you don't have Spider-Man involved with this. It's all based around Spider-Man. But anyways, uh, but overall, I did enjoy the movie. I thought it was a fun, fun movie. Um, albeit it, the problems I had with it, but ultimately, it was a very it was a good movie, and I did enjoy it. Um, so there you go. Uh, all right, coming up next was oh wait, this is all right. So number 13, and this is, I actually forgot this movie was on the list because I said earlier that Blockers is my top comedy, but I guess technically, well, this one's definitely higher than that on the list. And then there's another movie that might be after this that you might just call a comedy. I don't know. And then there's another movie later on the list, which we'll talk about tomorrow that was, well, we'll talk about it tomorrow, but, um, all right, so this one, number 13, w, WB movie again, 
came out uh, February 23rd, 2018. These are all 2018. Uh, $17 million opening weekend, 69 uh, domestic, 117 worldwide, 84 Rotten Tomatoes, 66 IMDb, 7 um, on, uh, no, 7 on IMDb, 66 Metacritic. B plus uh, cinema score I did not see in theaters. It is game night. Um, Jason Bateman, uh, Rachel McAdams. This was a pretty funny movie. You know, it, it was an interesting concept. I, I did. I do think that it it worked. It worked. Um, you know, it kind of reminded me of Date Night a bit. I'll be honest. Uh, kind of how how it gets so crazy and off the rails and all over the place, but. Um, when they're just a couple of normal people trying to have a fun night out. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was funny. Um, you know, definitely the whole concept, the, you know, with the neighbor character, um, that whole thing was, is, it was amusing and just kind of how the whole thing went sideways with, uh, you know, they thought it was a, just a game night and it was just supposed to be a regular, you know, goofy game night thing. And then it turns into it's real and blah, blah, blah. But um, and they don't know when, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's very cliche kind of stuff in it, but it, it was, it was funny and I, I did enjoy it and I thought it was the best straight up comedy of the year. Um, but I forgot it was, I guess I forgot it was a comedy or something, but, um, yeah, it was definitely better than blockers as, as far as comedy goes for this year. Um, yeah. And I, I always enjoy Jason, Jason Bateman and stuff. Uh, I still haven't watched Ozark, but, uh, he, you know. Arrested Development, I'll watch all day. And obviously, I loved him in uh, Hogan's family. Or Valerie's family, or whatever it originally was. No, I'm just joking. I don't don't really remember him in that. I mean, I know he was in it. But (laughs) I always remember there was a hockey episode where, like, he, like, injured somebody in the hockey game. But, like, it was, like, a legal hit. But then he went to go visit in the hospital. And I don't know. For some reason, I always remember that episode, the hockey episode. Probably because there just wasn't a lot of hockey episodes of stuff back then, but yeah, Jason Bateman, Hogan's family, check it out. I don't know where you can check it out, but it's might be on something somewhere. But it was originally Valerie's family, and then it became Hogan's family when the did she die? I forget what happened because the Valerie, whatever her name was, left the show. Either left the show or got kicked off the show. And then they changed the name of the... And then she was just dead? And, like, then the the aunt moved in, I think? Yeah, that's that's a show people don't talk about a lot these days. Not not that they would, but... I do remember watching it as a kid. I don't remember. I don't remember why. It was just on TV. Back in those days, you just watched stuff that was on TV. Um, it's like that Seinfeld. Thing. So why am I watching this? Because it's on TV. Not yet, it isn't. Um, all right. Anyways, let's move on. Game night number thirteen. So, movie coming in at number twelve is a Fox movie. It came out May eighteenth. Made one hundred twenty-five point five million dollars opening weekend. Three hundred twenty-four point five domestic. Seven hundred forty-three point eight worldwide. Eighty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Sixty-six Metacritic. Seven point eight IMDb. Got an a and the cinema score I did see it in the theaters and it is Deadpool 2. Now I'm counting Deadpool 2, the original Deadpool 2, not Once Upon a Deadpool. I haven't seen that. I'm not counting it as that. I'm counting the original one. That one I haven't seen, so I'm not counting it. And even if I had seen it, I probably wouldn't have counted it separately. Um and I am counting the original movie version, 
not the extended extended version or whatever it's called. There's that was on the DVD, the original version. Now, I didn't like it as much as the first one. I'll be honest. I had some issues with it. It wasn't quite as good. It rehashed a lot of the same jokes, which again isn't great. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it was still fun. It was still Deadpool. It was still you know a solid movie. You had Josh Brolin again coming coming in big as as Cable. Um, you had X Force you know, introduced. That that part was pretty funny, but I feel like it just didn't quite click as well as the first one did. I do like that they, you know, spoiler alerts. Um, they uh, threw in Juggernaut, which I thought was that was that was a good touch. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just didn't didn't quite click as well as the first one did. And I don't know if that's because you knew what to expect this time around, as opposed to the first time. I was like, well, Deadpool it could be ridiculous, and it was ridiculous. So I was like, oh wow, okay, cool. And whereas this one, I was like, all right, well. You know, and I don't know if that's because the like, Tim Miller didn't direct it, or maybe because they had a bigger budget to work with. I don't know. But ultimately, it didn't quite have the same. Um, just didn't quite have the same impact. I don't think as the first one did. Um, but it was still solid. Now, what happens with Deadpool now is anyone's guess. Uh, now that Fox is going over Disney and giving Disney's, you know, um, sort of approach with marvel and stuff like i don't know that they'll do deadpools or how they'll like incorporate deadpool whether they'll just keep on keep deadpool doing his own r-rated stuff i mean i know x-force was kind of the next thing planned now whether that happens or not i don't know and whether that'll be pg-13 or r or incorporated somehow in the mcu i have no idea i don't know if anyone has any idea it's kind of all up in the air right now, so it's be interesting to see what direction those end up going in. Uh, but yeah, that's so that's number uh, twelve. Uh, so number eleven uh, was a Paramount movie, and this will be the last one of this episode. And come back tomorrow for the finale, top ten, and Fossil will be here to join me, and it will be a little more drinky, drinky. Um, yeah, that won't be a Coke I'll be opening. Probably be a. <laughs> uh, nice, nice beverage, adult beverage, uh, probably Bud Light, because um, they have rice, not the corn syrup like uh, Miller Light or. Cor- Don't get uh, that. That'll be. An, I should have talked that. I should have talked about that last week in my other episode. I kind of forgot about that thing, but whatever. That, I don't. You know, I don't even talk about it. Let's go. No, number number eleven. Paramount came out uh, April sixth. Uh, Fifty million dollars opening weekend. One hundred eighty eighty eight. Um, Domestic 332 worldwide, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 82, uh, Metacritic 7.6, IMDb B+, Cinema Score, did not see it in the theaters, it is a quiet place, um, John Krasinski, starred, directed it, wrote it, everything, Jim from The Office, yep, he, uh, starred his wife too, brought his wife along, not from The Office, but in real life, Emily Blunt. Um, so this was the movie I was talking about earlier when I was talking about Bird Box. Very similar, except instead of you couldn't look at the people, you couldn't, they could. So if you looked at the, in Bird Box, if you looked at them, they ruined your life or whatever. And this one, if they heard you, they'd come in after you. So you couldn't make any noise. 
Um, yeah, um, this was very, it's very intriguing because, you know, you know, obviously there's not a lot of talking in the movie because that's supposed to make noise. But, you know, the, the thought of them having a baby during this whole thing just was a bit crazy to even fathom. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, I mean, there's kind of a world ending event here. If you want to keep the human race alive, like you're going to have to have kids, right? Um, but then that whole thing, and then the scene with the nail on the stairs, oof, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, wow, yikes, that that one, that one got me, that one got me, I'll, I'll be honest on that one. Um, you know, the ending, I didn't love, I didn't think it was as stupid as the bird box, don't get me wrong, I didn't love the ending of this, but it didn't hurt it as much as I thought bird, the ending with bird box did, uh, but no, I enjoyed it, I think they're going to do a sequel from what I've heard, um, yeah, and it obviously made it made a good amount of money, and it got a lot of buzz. Um, and obviously did well on the critics. Uh, it's still weird. Again, the cinema score gave it a B plus, despite it getting all those high numbers from everything else. It's always weird. But I guess you know it's another thing. It's like, oh, I heard about this movie called Quiet Place. Okay, let's go check it out. It's got Jim from The Office. Then you walk in, and it's like, oh wait, what is this? Wait, why is no one saying anything? Wait, I gotta read stuff. There's subtitles. Is that sign language? I'm confused. And then you walk out. It's like, I don't get it. I'll give it a C. Like, you know, I think that's what ruins those averages there. It always seems to happen with the horror movies because people get horror a lot of times. Uh, but yeah, there you go. A Quiet Place, number 11. So there you go. There's my, uh, that's uh, 20 through 11. And, uh, you know, again, if you missed any of the other ones, go check them out. I mean, hopefully you did that before you listened to this episode. But uh, yeah, tomorrow we'll be back at noon check it out it's friday tomorrow so that's that's huge head towards the weekend got the oscars coming up on sunday tomorrow we'll be doing our top tens i will also mention what that honorable mention movie was that i didn't include on my list and why and explain that whole thing um foster will have his top 10 i'll have my top 10 we will do our oscar um predictions uh unfortunately jen will not be able to join us this year uh she'll she's often i believe she's in chicago or something or some somewhere i don't know unfortunately she, she should have joined us last year but something happened she was there but then didn't give have a list ready so and then so unfortunately uh yes that's unfortunate that jen can't join us to do the list uh but maybe at some point down the line if we do another very drunken podcast or something and we'll get her thoughts uh after the fact about it but uh, we want to get this up and out um, in time for the Oscars, you know, as our Oscar preview and, you know, give our list. So, but anyways, um, what do you think of my list? Let me know at Razor Vader on Twitter. Let me know. Let me know what your list might be. You could also subscribe to the One Man Renegade podcast on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and like, give me five stars, leave a review, maybe make some comments and say what you think about my list on there. Razorvader.blogspot.com. You can do the same, leave a comment. Let me know what you think about my list there. And then, uh, yeah, so tomorrow this is the finale. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to the top ten and Oscar predictions and whatever else we can think of. Should be fun. Although I will I'll give you a little bit warning about tomorrow's episode. It's not going to be PG. There's probably going to be bad language in it. We're probably going to be drinking a bunch. And we're not going to worry too much about spoilers. So <laughs> be prepared. 
um, as that's norm, not normal for the One Man Renegade podcast. It is for a very drunken podcast. You want to go check that out. It's very drunkenpodcast.com and also on App Podcast and Stitcher as well. Um, but just be forewarned. Uh, you know. All right. So I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.